16th of March, 2020, 3.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain. I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you are staying safe. And we've got a lot to go through today, so I hope that you will come by, get yourself comfortable, um, get your friends close and your enemies, well, not so close anymore, and we will go through a massive amount of developments. Ah, Christopher says, it's okay for me to start now, because I'm... He's here, so good. Okay. Are you going to play the new Doom, Steph? Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking of uh, twitching it, <laughs> live streaming me playing it, so that everyone could mock my boomer retinas and reaction times. But anyway, don't panic. Yeah, of course, don't panic. But... Um, uh, you know, I don't, I hate to take victory laps in something this serious, but it was January the 25th that I referred to all of this stuff as China's Chernobyl. I referred to it as a pandemic over 10 weeks ago. And uh, I guess the mainstream media has uh, kind of gone a full 360. They were downplaying it for quite some time, and now they're urging panic because they'll do whatever is the most dangerous to their societies as a whole. But I guess the world leaders have given up on the mainstream media, and now they're listening to alternative media. And that may be the salvation of hundreds of thousands of people. And that is a very, very powerful thing. And I'm pleased and I'm proud to have done my part in helping to save thousands of lives, hundreds of thousands of lives, potentially millions around the world. Not a bad couple of weeks' work, because uh, I called it in January, and um, if Western countries had taken my advice, and if Western countries had done what Russia did, which is to close its borders, Russia has a 2,300-mile border with China. They closed that border right away, and they have fewer than 100 cases. I don't believe they've had any deaths, so that may have changed in the last day or two. But now Canada is closing its borders. We have, uh, I'm getting reports from friends of mine in Alberta that the schools in Alberta will be closed possibly through December, certainly through September, possibly through December. Uh, this is also, I hear, happening in Saskatchewan as well. Justin Trudeau just showed up over 40 minutes late to a conference about all of this and has announced that Canada is closing its borders. In other words, people in Canada, people in the West, have been desperate to close their borders for... 20 years, more really, 30 years or so, been desperate to close their borders. But you see, that was only when open borders affected the average citizen, the average tax livestock. Now that open borders is affecting the elites, borders are being closed faster than a, <laughs> a nun's legs at a strip show. But no, borders are, are closed, right? And it's amazing. It's incredibly instructive to just see how quickly these things can be achieved when it's affecting the elites rather than the average person. So uh, that is really, is really quite... And you can also see, of course, why the mainstream media hates Russia so much, because Russia deals decisively with issues that affect its local population. And Russia has a friendly press that seems to be actually quite concerned with the success of Russia as a country and not constantly running interference with important, necessary steps to be taken to keep a country safe. 
So Russia provides, look, Russia is no perfect country, don't get me wrong, but it does provide an example of how things can be done in the absence of a destructive mainstream media. So, all right, let's have a look at uh, some of this um, stuff that's going on. We're going to go through some news articles fairly quickly here. Now this, okay, I get it. It's the, uh, it's the Daily Mail. Yeah, I, uh, I get all of that. So grain of salt time, of course. But have they found a cure for the coronavirus? Australian researchers claim two existing drugs could, quote, cure the COVID-19 after patients they tested responded very well to treatment. So drugs used to treat HIV and malaria could be used to tackle the coronavirus, according to scientists in Australia. A team of infectious disease experts at the University of Queensland in Brisbane say they have, been, they have seen two existing medications manage to wipe out COVID-19 infections. So chloroquine, an anti-malarial drug, and, and an HIV-suppressing combination, lopinavir-ritonavir, have both reportedly shown promising results in human tests and made the virus, quote, disappear, end quote, in infected patients. The drugs are being tested as researchers and doctors around the world scramble to try and find a vaccine cure or treatment for the deadly virus. As you've probably seen, the death count at the moment is over 6,500 and 170,000 people have been... Well, it's funny because the way they put it, well, it's not really that funny, I suppose, but they say have now been infected. Um, that's simply not true. That's those who've been confirmed to be infected. The numbers of people who are infected, given its very long incubation period, is, of course, far higher. Almost 25,000 people have caught it in Italy, around 14,000 in Iran, 8,000 in Spain, and more than 5,000 apiece in Germany and France. So is that good news? Well, again, it is the, um, uh, it is the Daily Mail, but we'll see. We'll see. So let's look at what else has been going on. I'm going to go from sort of oldest to, uh, to newest. Let me just go to my bookmarks here. Yeah, if Alberta was a country, I tweeted an hour ago, if Alberta in Canada was a country, it could have closed its borders and wouldn't be susceptible to the um, dithering of Ottawa. Uh, Ezra Levant points out the number of cases in Canada has doubled over the weekend. Uh, Emerald Robinson points out why you don't understand coronavirus. Those confirmed cases you read about today, they're from the past. They got infected 10 days ago, give or take. And since they had no symptoms, they infected other people for 10 days before getting sick and tested. How many more? We'll know in 10 days. Let's look at um, this uh, very tragic, a very tragic story. Let's look at what's going on in Italy. I'm going to put this up on the right here. Look at me dialing up the tech. I'm like an epileptic Steve Jobs. All right. So, yeah, this is what's going on. This is from uh, two days ago. Italians over 80, quote, will be left to die, end quote, as country overwhelmed by coronavirus. Hardest hit regions, hardest hit region drafts new proposals saying who will live and who will die. Coronavirus victims in Italy will be denied access to intensive care if they are aged 80 or more or in poor health. Should pressure on beds increase, a document prepared by a crisis management unit in Turin proposes. 
Some patients denied intensive care will, in effect, be left to die, doctors fear. The unit has drawn up a protocol, as seen by the Telegraph, that will determine which patients receive treatment in intensive care and which will not if there are insufficient spaces. So we... Um, Look, I, I want you to understand this. Like, if you have elderly relatives, if you have elderly friends, if you yourself are elderly, once you get a death rate past about 16%, you understand it literally is a game of Russian roulette to get coronavirus, right? Russian roulette, you, what is it? You spin the chamber, you got a 16% chance of getting a bullet to the head. If uh, you lose out on the chamber spin, well, that's about the same as getting coronavirus. So coronavirus for the elderly is, um, is Russian roulette. That's how dangerous it is, and this is why I'm encouraging people to help out the elderly among you and see if they need anything and see if they need any support and so on. So one doctor said, who lives and who dies is decided by age and the patient's health conditions. This is how it is in a war. And of course, this is how it is in a war, with the caveat being that this is an entirely unnecessary war, because uh, this could all have been prevented if China had owned up and simply allowed people to cause to self-quarantine if they had owned up, if they had allowed the World Health Organization to come in and deal with things, then this all could have been prevented. If countries had done what Russia did uh, or other countries did, it all could have been prevented. If I wanted political power and had political power, um, well, if Canada had followed the advice that I put out 10 weeks ago, then uh, all could be different. All could be different. All right. I don't know why this is coming in background here, but uh, we're just going to go... Can I go over this? Yeah, no, that just moves the whole thing, right? Uh, this one doesn't have a zoom in it. Okay, I will just read this uh, Read this out. Uh, it's not showing up too well in the browser window here. All right, so this is from Star Tribune. This is the update. I did watch Justin Trudeau's press conference where Rebel Media was not allowed to be there, even though they basically implemented what Rebel Media had been suggesting for some time. But... Um, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said Monday, today, he will close the country's borders to anyone not a citizen, an American, or a permanent resident. And even they have to self-isolate for 14 days on arrival due to the coronavirus pandemic. Trudeau said Canadians who are not in Canada need to come home immediately. And he said they must isolate themselves for 14 days after they arrive. He also said those already in the country, quote, as much as possible should stay home. He spoke outside his residence where he is self-isolating after his wife tested positive for the virus, right? So this is the story uh, of uh, a Canadian, quote, leadership in this critical time. Shows up late for the conference, of course. And uh, in the past, for those who don't know, I talked about this before with regards to Trudeau. Trudeau was very uh, enamored of China's, what he called China's basic dictatorship. He said, you know, China's basic dictatorship is great, to paraphrase it only somewhat slightly. And so... He praises China's communist dictatorship. China's communist dictatorship facilitates the spread of a global pandemic that's going to kill a lot of people. And it's just a point of fact. It's just a point of fact. I'm not trying to sell a pity party here, but it's just a point of fact. The mainstream media has written more harshly about me than they have about a communist dictatorship that's imprisoned over a million Muslims that violently persecutes Falun Gong and reportedly uses their organs in a black market, a very black market. They've written more harshly, and of course has released a pandemic, or facilitated the release of that pandemic by not acting decisively and not being open with the issue. 
The mainstream media has written more harshly about me, a wee little podcaster, than the entire Chinese communist apparatus. And they're going to get away with it, at least to the mainstream media. You want to follow Sticks Hexenhammer for this kind of stuff. So, Emerald Robinson also writes, The CDC is totally responsible for our lack of readiness for the virus. It declined to use the standard test. Then it built a test which failed quality control. Then it blocked patients from getting tested. The CDC showed no urgency as the pandemic spread. Lives were lost. And this is the horrible thing about government institutions that more disasters equal more money. Like, I've been an entrepreneur for like close to 30, 30 years now. And if you mess up, you don't get more resources. You generally get fired or your business closes. But of course, if you are in a government agency and disasters spread, then you end up usually getting more resources. And this is why these obviously destructive and perverse incentives are so horrible in these kinds of situations. And maybe one day we'll stop looking to government for all of these supposed solutions. That day may be coming, uh, perhaps a little faster than people think. So this is interesting. For my non-Israeli friends, this is the level of detail we're getting in Israel to help us find cases before they can spread. This is the complete itinerary with times of one woman just diagnosed with COVID-19. This is what I want from the government. So I won't read all of these, but um, this is from Sunday, March 15th, 2 p.m., a woman in her 30s from the center of the country who returned from Prague on 2-3. So they list her flight. They said, you know, from uh, 3 o'clock to 5.30, she was at this restaurant uh, from, uh, let's see here, what have we got? 3, 3, 19, 15, what, 17, that's, uh, sorry, 7? Is that 7? <laughs> it's been a while since I've done military time. Uh, minus 2, yeah, that's 7 o'clock. Uh, they say she was at this place, and then she went to the gym, uh, and, and so on. And so they have a complete itinerary, uh, and it's even cut off at the bottom. And um, this is kind of what you need as opposed to, like in Canada, the flights were just pouring in from China. And all that happened was you were asked, not in Mandarin or any other Chinese language, but in English and in French, have you been to Wuhan? And everyone's using a touchscreen. Because, you know, that's the best way to control the spread of a virus is have everyone touch the same damn screen, right? Okay, this is um, from Ben Harris Quinney. And again, of course, the links to all of this will, as usual, be in the show notes. But um, let's talk mortality rate. This uh, seems, uh, well, I guess one of the most important topics that's going on uh, at the moment. So he says the mortality rate for closed case cases of coronavirus has risen to 8%. This is hopefully because China's in initial mass testing of Wuhan has subsided and deaths have not. But that process showed a 7% mortality rate. Looking at Italy, he says, I would plan for the UK mortality to be 4 to 5%, not 1 to 2 and it's really, really important to remember the virus, in my opinion. Remember, I'm no healthcare professional. I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on television. But the mortality rate in the long run is going to be primarily defined not by the virus, but by the availability of medical equipment, particularly of intubation and ventilation and oxygen masks and all that kind of stuff that's designed to help get oxygen into your system when your lungs are heavily compromised by a virus of this kind. So when you say, what is the death rate of coronavirus, that's a bit of a red herring because the death rate is going to be more dependent in the long run, I believe, on the availability of 
healthcare resources, and those healthcare resources are going to be stretched stretch at the breaking point if the virus continues to spread, as there's every reason to assume that it is, right? So here we see, uh, this is from yesterday, cases which had an outcome, 83,045, recovered or discharged, 76,590 or 92%, deaths, 6,455. So remember, it's one in a thousand for the regular flu, 0.1%. And so if it's 8%, that's 80 times more dangerous than the regular flu. So I'm just at the point now, I'm just like, if you're on Twitter and you're just telling me it's just a flu, it's just like the flu, or you're quoting flu statistics at me, I'm sorry, it's block time. I just don't have any time for that. Uh, it's just too important. It's too important. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. A month ago, Trudeau's virus czar accused Canadians of racism for worrying about flights from China. And this is really important. So all of the intergalactic a-holes who are, oh, racism and ostracism and stigmatization and xenophobia and so on. This is from February the 6th. Dr. Tam says she is really worried about racism and stigmatization. She says anyone who has been to Ube province, not just people of a certain race, are at risk. She says people need to be supported right now. And so, yeah, she was really, really concerned about racism for worrying about flights from, flights from China. And now, of course, they've closed the entire border down, right? So uh, that's kind of, uh, kind of important. Now, Reuters has got a pretty good site. We're just going to touch on this one fairly briefly. But Reuters has a pretty good site for following this kind of stuff. And uh, again, put the, I'll put the sources in the links. Uh, let's go here. Oh, that opens it <laughs> somewhere else. All right, hang tight. Hang tight. Let's uh, let's get the right source in here. It's live, baby live, Wembley style. All right. So what have we got here? So it's okay to feel scared. Countries across the globe tighten steps. Bars, restaurants, theaters, and cinemas are shutting down in New York, Los Angeles, and other global cities to combat the pandemic as countries tighten borders and central banks act aggressively to cushion the economic impact. Now, there are, of course, a lot of leftists, a lot of hard leftists in the media who have not been critical of China nearly as much as it needs to be, because they have, in the same way, they weren't critical of Russia when Russia was the USSR and was this giant communist experiment in how many people can you jail and dismember uh, over a 70-year period. And um, I did, you know, I did this documentary uh, just last fall. Uh, it was in Hong Kong, and I did long documentary on the history of China, the problems within China, and so on, which got heavily buried. Man, you try and find it uh, uh, using any kind of search engine. Uh, it's been heavily buried. And uh, this, of course, is a huge, a huge issue. So yeah, a lot of I, I spent uh, time in theater school, a lot of leftists, I spent time in the theater world and the art world, a lot of hard leftists, a lot of communists. And so now, all of these artists, uh, because they refuse to criticize a communist regime, well, um, it's not exactly one-to-one -one ratio, but the dominoes are not entirely unrelated with what's, uh, what's been going on. U.S. airports seek $10 billion in government assistance over travel demand collapse, and this running, for the government, running to the government is a natural tendency for these large capitalist corporations, but uh, when did we give up as a society saving for a rainy day? There's a flu breakout every 10 years. Every 100 years, it seems, there's a giant death flu that emerges from, I don't know, 
perhaps a lab in Winnipeg and stolen by a bunch of Chinese scientists booted out by the RCMP. Sorry, I know people have been complained about my drinking noises. I need to keep my throat a little, um, my whistle a little wetted. I'll try and keep it quiet on the mic. But when did we just give up? And I guess it has something to do with the fact that the Federal Reserve keeps crushing interest rates down to, well, they're down to zero effectively now. And um, so who bothers saving when the interest rates are at zero? But this is another one of the problems. You can crush interest rates down to zero in order to help overburdened governments and companies with their massive debt loads. But that simply means that they're not going to save any money. They're not going to pay down their debt. And then when Murphy's Law takes a Louisville slugger to your cranium or your nads, depending on where you're standing, then what happens is you simply don't have the resources to weather these kinds of storms. Uh, you've got to save money, people. You've got to have some money in the bank. You've got to have some resources floating around because this kind of stuff happens. Uh, Idris Elba, this morning I tested positive for COVID-19. I have okay, no symptoms so far, isolated and so on. And um, Uber Eats waves off delivery fee for independent restaurants amid virus outbreak. Restaurants, of course, are getting really hit hard. Florida is a retirement community with a lot of elderly people. In the Florida retirement hub, more are worrying about the stock market collapse than getting sick from coronavirus. Now, of course, that's a big issue, right? Because the trillions of dollars that the boomers are feeding off in terms of their retirement savings is being heavily hit by the stock market. I won't say collapse, but uh, crash that's occurring at the moment. And I'm kind of ambivalent about this um, stock market convulsion, these convulsions that are going on at the moment. First of all, we have we allocate a lot of resources in society to purely distractionary garbage, you know, like the much maligned sports ball, you know, like I'm going to sit there uh, for four hours on a Sunday afternoon and watch two minutes of football play on a 70 inch television set while stuffing Cheetos up my nose. I mean, that is not a great way to use the precious life that the universe has seen fit to provide you. And so we do waste a lot of money. We do waste a lot of resources on things that are not particularly deep or important and often are just very distracting. And because people have been burning up this decadent money in the pursuit of mere sense pleasure and materialism and distraction from self-knowledge or wisdom or intimacy with, with others, connection with people, because we've been wasting so much of our scarce and precious resources, the most scarce and precious, of course, being our time, because we've wasted so much, the economy has become this giant maternal pig teat series rows of distractions and consumption for no gathering of wisdom or knowledge or virtue. And that stuff is going out the window. I mean, is the 2020, are the Tokyo Olympics going to be canceled? Well, I mean, I would say almost certainly. Okay, good. Like, I'm sorry for the athletes and all that, but, you know, maybe I'll crack a book from time to time and stop thinking that you're adding much to the human story by running around a track really fast. So, yeah, I'm, I'm half and half about that. UK Prime Minister Johnson says, without drastic action, cases could double every five days, and now is the time for everyone to stop non-essential contact. Yeah, sorry, Tinder, but you were basically spreading degeneracy. Think of how much STD spread is going to be controlled by coronavirus. It's pretty wild, right? White House drafting financial packages for U.S. airlines battered by coronavirus. Of course, that's uh, inevitable. Uh, and, and all that means is that we're just reassuring, we're just ensuring a repetition of the problem. It's like the bailout in 08, sorry, in 2007, 2008 crisis, this massive 
multi-hundred billion dollar, some say trillion dollar plus bailout that went to the banks. It just meant that the banks could then continue to be more risky. There was no moral hazard because uh, basically you could smoke and some stranger in India could get the lung cancer. And uh, so that's not that's not good. New York's empty streets is pretty wild too. This is a little photo of all of that. And uh, Dow and S&P 500 index plunged over 9% in the first few minutes of trading on Monday before triggering an automatic trading halt as investors panicked about the mounting damage from the coronavirus pandemic on the global economy. So the money is not lost. The money is simply transferred. And it is my hope, of course, and my goal to have the money or to encourage people to use their finances more wisely, to save more, and to spend on things that matter, not just things that feel good in the moment. You're like, you know, I don't, I don't mean to pick on the ladies, but, uh, you know, if you go to a mall, I've spent a lot of time in malls uh, since I became a stay-at-home dad because it, it's cold in Canada and you kind of want to get out and stretch your legs from time to time. So you go to malls. And, you know, it's kind of hard to not notice that in a supposed patriarchy where men rule everything, malls are 99.9% designed for women. I'm actually kind of surprised they even have men's bathrooms in malls because basically you should just go in, in the trees in the parking lot. It's all 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 female all the time. And, you know, maybe you get a, um, a little electronic store tucked in the back, uh, but that's about it. The rest of it is like shoes, handbags, lingerie, uh, hair, hairstyle, nails, uh, you name it, right? It's all just vanity, pump up your fertility signals, crap markers for women to consume mindlessly and destroy uh, the planet uh, and its scarce resources in the process. For what? For the sake of painting an outside sh- an outside shell of a person like you've got some Ukrainian Easter egg kaleidoscopic exterior rather than focusing on the internal qualities of character that actually make a woman a great wife and a great mother. I'm very happily married, so I can speak with some authority on this. I dated a lot of shallow women when I was a shallow guy. And then at some point you're like, hmm, you know, this is all, it's all very pretty, but it has all the depth of your average painting which is to say none at all. So there is going to be a redirection of the economy towards something that is better for society as a whole. And if there's something we can do to slow down this endless tsunami of estrogen vanity that is burying society in useless crap and white elephants and trivia, that would be great. Finland is going to close schools and universities, U.S. Supreme Court to postpone oral arguments, Amid coronavirus concerns, very upsetting, of course, to Bill Clinton. And uh, again, I'll put the link to this below. And of course, there was this text that was floating around that was uh, that the White House was considering some sort of national curfew. Uh, please be highly suspicious of all these kinds of things. Not really, not really the case. All right, let's do a couple more, and I'll take some questions. Oh yeah, let's. So I know this is a little bit. Uh, inside baseball for us Canadians, but um, I know that, uh, well, Canadians watch a lot of what it is that I do. G'day. Oh, wait, wrong, wrong colony. Sorry. (laughs) Aboot. There we go. All right. So this is from the, I'm sure you have this bookmarked, the Lethbridge Herald, massive international newspaper, still more credible than the New York Times. Alberta orders all classes canceled and daycares closed due to COVID-19. This just came out yesterday. And again, uh, it looks like the schools are going to be closed through to the end of the year, through to December. I triple-checked that because I was really surprised, but a friend of mine uh, confirmed that. 
The Alberta government has suspended kindergarten to grade 12 classes and shuttered all licensed daycares amid concern that COVID-19 was spreading through community transmission in the province. Chief Medical Officer Dr. Dina Hinshaw said two of the most recent cases of COVID-19 are not travel-related. And public health officials don't know how these people caught it. And so she said, this is why effective immediately the Emergency Management Cabinet Committee has approved my recommendation that students no longer attend classes in schools and post-secondary institutions until further notice. Uh, Day homes are exempt because of the small number of children in such settings. There are 56 reported cases in Alberta. Now, this is going to, of course, continue to spread this kind of uh, response to coronavirus. And let me tell you why this is just so important. And uh, it's really, really great to see so many uh, people coming by for the live stream. Welcome. Hi. Uh, it's uh, good to meet you. Freedomain.com if you want to get more philosophy. But look, I, sh- I have been homeschooling, of course, for many years, homeschooling my daughter. And uh, I, sh- I should release at some point, we have a whole series of uh, me reading through the Communist Manifesto with her and uh, us having a conversation about its contents. It's really important to red-proof your kids pretty early because uh, that's the tsunami that seems to be coming. But um, maybe I should do a show. Would you guys be interested if I did a show on how to homeschool? Because, boy, that's going to be kind of the case for a lot. So we have this whole society that has been configured really since the 1950s, since the leftists really pushed this feminism, which is not about equal rights for women, but about turning women from mothers into workers, right? Because if you're a government, you want women to be out there working rather than raising children. Because if women are out there working, they're paying taxes. But if they're home raising children, not only are they not paying taxes, but also those children are consuming resources, the state resources, healthcare and education and you name it, right? And those children, of course, themselves are not taxpayers. So if people have children in a sort of modern state of society, it's bad for the government. If you can convince women to just, you know, hey, have children later, you know, after I'm out of office, because it's this revolving door of four or eight years for the most part in terms of the profits that the politicians want from the system that they are exploiting, then convincing women to go to work rather than stay home and raise children, a huge net positive. And also, if you're interested in, I don't know, depopulating the West, (laughs) then, you know, convincing women to have fewer children or postpone it until later, and particularly if you continue to talk about overpopulation, which is not an issue in Western countries, not an issue in Canada, in the United States, in Europe, and so on. Uh, Overpopulation is not at all the issue below replacement levels. Well, if you can convince people that it's bad to have children and it's good to work, yay, you know, I mean, there's a lot of nefarious aims and politically expedient and cash-positive motivations for the states in pursuing that. And so the entire economy has been configured about women going to work. So in the Trump economic recovery, I think it's about 56% of the new jobs are all for women. And women are now the majority in most places, uh, particularly the arts in universities and so on. And the way that you do that, of course, is you say to women, well, first of all, you have limitless potential, which, you know, I mean, I, I agree at a philosophical level, we all have a huge amount of potential. But if you just look at the general spread of IQ between the genders, you know, it's not necessarily the case that quite as many women have limitless potential as men, because at the higher levels of IQ, it's mostly men, and the very highest levels, basically all men. And you need that kind of stuff for real 
meaty success in various fields. But you also, of course, will try to convince women as much as humanly possible that men aren't to be trusted. You know, you, you, this is why you constantly have these shows coming out where the happy marriage, the woman suddenly finds out the man is cheating on her, or she's just really dissatisfied, or home life is boring, or it's bad, or the kids are always annoying. Like you, when was the last time you saw a show coming out of the mainstream media where the mom was really, really happy, and her sister, who was the working stiff stuck grinding Excel spreadsheets for some nondescript company in a corner cubicle death box of fluorescent expiration date, and the, the sister who worked was unhappy, but the mom was really, really happy. Her kids were well-behaved. They had a lot of family fun. Now you always see the stressed mom, you know, carrying laundry, the kids screaming. She's rubbing her forehead. And, you know, then you see the, the woman who's out there working. She's, she's sipping wine in a perfectly uh, clean uh, uh, condo. And then she goes and has an affair with some paint-spattered artist in, <laughs> in the bohemian district of town like that happens. So... That whole thing where women can't trust men, he's going to leave you, you've got to have your own income, you know, you've got to work. This is all, it's all propaganda. It's all propaganda designed particularly to decapitate the smart people in society who question the powers that be because it's the smarter people in society who are all kinds of concerned about overpopulation and environmentalism and scarce resources and so on. I mean, in certain parts in Africa where they're having five to six babies a person, yeah, they're not really concerned about uh, how much polonium is going to be in the ground in 50 years or what the temperature is going to be in 150 years. So with something like this, where the schools get closed, this puts a massive disruption through society, right? So because society has relied on uh, women uh, working, then when the schools are closed, when the daycares are closed, well, either you got to rope the grandparents to come in or if they're not around, because again, we've configured society for all of this stuff, Someone's got to stay home, and then someone's got to homeschool, and you're going to actually start to enjoy time with your kids. This is why I want to do the homeschooling show. I think you guys do seem interested. And so there's going to be a fundamental shift in society here to working from home and to women coming home, because usually it's the woman who'll come home because for a variety of reasons she makes less than men. No, it's not sexism. It's just choice and uh, presence or absence of testosterone and, uh, and so on. But uh, women are going to come home. Women are going to come home and borders are closed. <laughs> it's just it's a wild thing to just start happening so incredibly quickly. Uh, there is going to be a big change. And, you know, with a change this big, it's really, really hard to just go back to the way things were. Because, listen, I mean, um, I knew someone before I became a father. All right, personal little story time here. But before I became a father, I sort of looked at my friends. And I became a father late in life, so... I looked at my friends and said, okay, how much are they enjoying being dads or not? Right? Sort of a big question. And the families where both the mother and the father were working, they seemed like complete hell to me. Like they just, it just looked horrible to me. A nightmare existence of, you know, getting the kids up, getting them moving, getting them fed, getting them out to daycares, rushing off to work, traffic, work, you got to rush back to daycare or you get fined or there's a big problem with the daycare. If you show up late, you've got to grab the kids home from daycare. You're stressed from sitting in the traffic or waiting for the, the uh, you've got to get out of work, but there's still things to do. And then you get home and the kids have got homework or, or you've you got to make them food. You've got to bathe them. And like, there's no time for any just relaxed, enjoyable family time. And that's what it's all about. Relaxed, stress-free, not a big pile of to-dos family time. And then, of course, weekends come along. You've got family obligations, of course. And then you've got a million errands to run. You've got to get your groceries. You've got to do your laundry. You've got to kind of 
patch up all of the things that used to be done by the woman staying home while the dad was out working. And they didn't seem to make that much money because neither the dad's nor the mom's career turned out to be any good because they had so much split focus. They would have made more money if the woman had stayed home and the man had been able to focus on his career. He would have had more flexibility to travel, to work late if necessary, to really pour himself into his ambitions. So uh, I was like, hmm, not doing that. And now people are getting a chance to see what life is like when you're not constantly chasing the buck and all of this ridiculous stuff that goes on. So, all right. Let me just turn ye old website off. Uh, please don't forget that uh, freedomain.com forward slash donate if you find these shows kind of useful. We did our first call-in show. Sorry about all that clanky clank. Uh, we did our first call-in show in a while uh, based on the um, feedback on the Discord server. You can get that freedomain.com forward slash donate. You go to Subscribestar and you can sign up for all of that stuff, which is great. Let's see what's on the Borg brain of brilliant watchers and listeners to this show. Let's see what people have to say. Uh, people say, I don't buy any of this coronavirus hysteria. Well, it's uh, highly transmissible. It's uh, in most countries in the world. And you don't know for quite some time what the level of infection is. And also, by the by, it's never going away. It also mutates a lot. There are already two strains of it. So, you know, please, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying panic. I've never said panic. And I hope, of course, that I'm wrong about all of this. Uh, I know I'm not, but it would be nice if I was. You know, one thing about philosophy, man. Philosophy means always being sorry that you're right. And uh, so that's not good. So, okay, let's see uh, what people, and, you know, if you've got news and stuff that you want to share, uh, please uh, check this out. Oh, yeah. So um, I think it was Jack Posobiec did this uh, poll about uh, um, do you, are you scared about coronavirus? And most people just like weren't uh, at all. And uh, that's not the right attitude, in my humble opinion. And uh, just because it's you who maybe you're not in a high risk category, but as I pointed out, live stream after live stream, it's more than just about you. If you're not in a high risk category, that's one thing. But if you don't put social distancing if you don't stay the F home, as the movement is called, then what's going to happen is people are going to get sick around you. Maybe you'll get sick. Maybe you'll be fine. Probably will. Although there does seem to be some evidence of uh, some a longer term damage uh, from coronavirus. I'll see if I can uh, look that up um, while I am uh, chatting here. But if people get sick, then of course what happens is the really sick people, like the 10 to 20% of people who need hospitalization, they're going to be consuming all of those healthcare resources, and they're going to be making healthcare people sick. And so when you need healthcare, which you probably will at some point over the next year or two, you need to go see a doctor, you know, then you may have a big deal uh, of trouble with that stuff because it has a ripple effect. It's not just about you. We're going to learn one way or another how interconnected we all are. We're going to learn how interconnected we all are and this atomic isolation of this sort of postmodernist, individualist, debt-based nightmarescape of delusory currency, uh, we're going to find out that this is a real illusion that's propped up by money printing and by debt. Like the Fed has now dumped $2.2 trillion. They did a trench of $1.5 trillion. Trillion. $1,500 billion. So they've done $1.5 billion. They just did another $700 million dollars. That's $2.2 trillion they're dumping in all of this stuff. We're going to find out that we are not alone, that uh, no man is an island, 
and everything that we do has a butterfly ripple effect, like that old uh, Delicate Sound of Thunder. No, no, that's a Pink Floyd album. The Sound of Thunder or something like it's an old Ray Bradbury story about people going back in time to hunt dinosaurs and uh, realizing you realize just how interconnected we all are. And so please don't think that it's about you, uh, whether you get sick. And if you're in a no risk or oh, there's no no risk category, but a low risk category, we are all interconnected and we're going to find that out mighty, mighty fast. If you think someone down the road getting coronavirus doesn't affect you, it certainly does. That person could be the trucker who delivers food to your local grocery store. That could be uh, somebody uh, who is uh, writing some wonderful philosophical book that's going to help the world. That could be someone who doesn't do much in the world, but when they get sick, they go to hospital, they consume resources that won't be available to you. So uh, please don't imagine that this is uh, just something that affects other people. It is going to affect all of us. It is that widespread. You know, someone three towns over dies of cancer. Okay, it's a tiny little butterfly effect and so on, but this many people getting sick potentially... It's a big deal. All right. You guys can now find out exactly how fast I tossed. Uh, high top. All right. That's SARS. We don't need that. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's, uh, this is from the 11th of March. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to just keep shuffling around here like some completely incompetent newscaster. But uh, let's, uh, let's put this up. Because um, I, I, I want you guys to kind of understand uh, how this is, uh, how this could play out, right? So I'll just go over here for a sec. Yeah, 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 Mr. Cookies, I got it. All right, so uh, CT scans and x-rays of coronavirus sufferers' lungs taken after they came down with symptoms such as fever and cough show a pattern of abnormality similar to SARS and MERS, that's Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, and uh, sudden acute, if I remember right, respiratory syndrome. So these x-ray images show the damage the coronavirus is doing to the lungs of people who catch the potentially deadly bug. Doctors have been able to identify specific abnormalities caused by COVID-19, and the patterns are similar to those found in patients, blah, blah, blah. Okay. The scans show patches in the lungs, and the experts' findings could lead to a quicker diagnosis and help prevent infections. And... Um, the first British person to catch the flu-like illness had previously told how it hit him like a train and left him suffocating and in blinding pain for weeks. Uh, the lungs of a 44-year-old Chinese man who eventually died. I'm sure there are some doctors in the audience who will have a better sense of what this means. But, you know, if, it, if your lungs look like a patch of ice in a cross-section, that probably is not, not good. The abnormalities are known as ground glass opacity of fluid in the spaces in the lungs and were more pronounced in later Scans, all right. Uh, anything else? Let's see here. Lung lesions in red left and 3D image of the lungs in trachea on the right. And uh, in another case, 44-year-old man who'd worked in the Wuhan seafood market, now closed, I think, where the virus was thought to have been passed to humans, went to a hospital after suffering a high fever and cough for almost two weeks on December 25th last year. I've got some indications that there's actually November was the first case, in which case, man, did they hide it for a long time. A chest CT scan showed similar patches and scans later, taken later showed how the opacities had spread. And he died a week later. So, you know, whether this is temporary, whether this is permanent, I don't know. Of course, I'm no doctor, but um, yeah, it might not be, well, just a... Uh, 
a come and go kind of thing, like a cold, right? Leaves you with immunity, but not any sort of particular a permanent damage. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty bad. All right, let me, sorry, let me get back to your questions here. Do another couple of minutes. I do so enjoy chatting with you guys. It really is enjoyable. Yeah, the homeschool will see a large number of people joining in. Absolutely. That's, uh, it's going to be a big imp uh, movement here. Got infected here in Sweden, says a listener, but the government doesn't test you if you haven't been abroad in the last two weeks. Well, you've got to keep your money for all of the Middle East uh, migrants uh, who've come who are uh, causing Sweden to have, I think, the second highest rape statistics uh, in the world outside of South Africa. So, yeah, that's not good. Uh, will the Chinese pay for this? No. In fact, China's going to get away with this. I guarantee you. China's, everyone's going to be like, well, you know, let's stop, let's stop pointing fingers and just deal with the problem. And no, it's going to be, uh, China is absolutely going to get away with this. I mean, outside of the alternative media, you know, places like this where you can actually get the truth. No, there's not going to be uh, anybody, um, dealing with, with this. Excellent video quality today. What's your setup? Um, I don't know. Does anybody really care? Uh, it's, uh, nice. I'm pleased with that the video quality is good. This is just 720p. I could push it to 1080, but I don't want to start getting skippy skips. So um, what do you think will happen to unemployment checks? Well, it depends how long this lasts and how bad it gets. See, we have this, this whole system that is set up based on there being no bad things happening in the world. And if there are bad things happening in the world, we'll just use debt to pay for it. And this, of course, is why America has not had a Vietnam-style response to the endless wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and the 700-plus military bases around the world and so on. Because nobody sits there and says, oh, well, you know, if we go to war in Iraq and Afghanistan, we're going to have to double your taxes because then people are like, ooh, cost-benefit, I can weigh something, right? And so we have this crazy debt-based system that is basically a drug. You know, like if you have a, uh, you, let's say you have some tooth decay, right? You want that to hurt. And you want that to hurt a lot, which is kind of why it does, right? So you go to the dentist, you get your, you get your uh, cavity filled, or you get a root canal, or maybe it has to get pulled or whatever it is, but you want that. What you don't want to do when you have tooth decay is you don't want to just take morphine or heroin or <laughs> something like that, some painkiller, because then you feel better. Maybe you feel even better than better. But the rot just gets deeper, right? So fiat currency has us avoid, as a society, the difficult decisions based upon limited resources that characterize life in reality. And so what's happening is it's like the guy who's like, well, I'm never going to get sick. I'm never going to lose my job. And interest rates are never going to rise. So I'm going to just spend 99.9 .9 cents out of every dollar I make rather than putting some money aside, Protestant style, for a rainy day. Well, it's not Catholic style reasonably intelligent style. And so what's happened is now we have a hiccup and there's no reserves, right? We, I mean, look at America. What is it? $22 trillion in debt, $180 trillion of unfunded liabilities. That's $200 trillion on an economy that's, what, 16, 17 trillion GDP a year. And half of that is counted as people getting sick and so on. So we are already in the West as a whole, completely and totally tapped out, massively in debt. And then something like this comes along, right? There's no, there's no flex, right? I mean, there's this gay, predatory economist, John Maynard Keynes, who came up with this theory and said, well, you know, if the economy is kind of slow, 
then the government should spend a lot of money to prop it up. But then when the economy comes back, the government should cut back its spending and save its money. It's like, blah, blah, blah. right, come on. How ridiculous is, uh, is that? He knew his way around uh, any reasonable economics like he knew his way around a vulva. And uh, it never happens, of course. The government just keeps spending and spending and spending and borrowing and spending and spending. And now there's a crisis. And the system is going to fail. The system is going to fail. Unless some miracle happens. Maybe somebody comes up with some kind of miracle cure. Maybe who knows, right? But I'm just saying, unless something else. Oh, yeah, China's already rewriting history. Of course, China's saying, oh, it came from the States. And uh, how amazing their response is. And yeah, yeah, of course, of course, right? Miami says the listener is not screening at international flights. Um, do you think that uh, coronavirus, sorry, just uh, let me just, I can't remember if I can pause this scroll or not. Yeah, you know, you always right click on web pages and you get that useless browser stuff. Uh, let's see here. Austrian economics, Austrian economics for the win. Yeah, yeah, please go look up Austrian economics. It's not the economy of Austria, just a lot of the guys came from Austria. The, to me, Austrian economics is just economics. Everything else is just uh, complete nonsense. Uh, it's, um, uh, everything else is just guessing what the government could do, which is like trying to have physics when God keeps dialing up and down gravity and all of that. Uh, let's see here. I really did prefer Chinese bat flu. Oh, yeah, there was a guy on Twitter who was saying, man, you need a lot of toilet paper. I mean, the average person goes through a roll a day, and I replied like, you go through a roll of toilet paper a day? What are you eating, bats? Uh, let's see here. Stefan, don't let not knowing what the F you're talking about hold you back. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm quoting articles with sources, and so you can, if you, if you find better stuff, man, if you find stuff that contradicts, please let me know. Yes, I, uh, Chris, I just talked about that at the very beginning of the live stream about Queensland researcher found a cure for coronavirus. It's early days, so... Let's be skeptical about that, and uh, let's see. Mandatory lockdown in the U.S. coming soon. Let this be a warning, people. I have sources. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't, and uh, maybe it is or maybe it isn't. I don't think that it is coming down, but um, yeah, let's see here. I loved the video the other day about addiction. Staff really enjoyed the ending about self-love and taking care of yourself as a form of self-love. Something just clicked for me in that conversation. Thank you. Yeah, so Donna Marks, M-A-R-C-K-S, not the other kind. Um, had, and I had a great chat about addiction, which I think you should uh, you should check out. All right, let's see here. What have we got? Uh, let's just do a couple more questions. We'll keep this relatively short today. And uh, let's see here. <laughs> I uh, let's see. Oh, uh, why do the mainstream media panic? Comparison of regular seasonal flu and coronavirus based on statistics show only for Poland that in 2018-2019 season flu, only 3.6 million people got it and 143 patients died of the flu. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not the flu. Like it, it's not, I mean, I get coronavirus, and it's not the flu. You know, I, I just talked earlier, it could have a, a 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or even 80 times higher fatality rate than the flu. And so, yeah, uh, please, please just stop telling people it's just the flu. I mean, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Just please stop telling people it's just the flu. Uh, I, um, you, in my opinion, in my opinion, as obviously an amateur guy on the internet with no credentials, I'm just telling you, man, if you go around telling people it's just the flu, it's just the flu, and they don't 
social distance, they don't self-quarantine and so on, you're going to get people killed. You're going to get people killed. For God's sakes, have a, have a care for your conscience and the things you're going to have to live with. It's not just the flu. It's not just the flu. They're shutting down countries, bro. Their protocols going in place in Italy to let people over 80 die. It's not just the flu. Be a little freaking responsible about the language that you use. Don't be cavalier. People's lives are hanging on the balance, and every one of us is part of this conversation. And the stuff that you put out there is going to get spread. Be responsible with the language. It's really, really important. Give compliments to nurses and medical workers. Yes. My gosh. My gosh. You really, really do need to thank those people. Um, they are going above and beyond the call. Absolutely. Like So for me, I'm up till 2 in the morning uh, researching all of this stuff to try and, you know, compact it and bookmark it and bring it to you and learning all this technology to get it out to you easily and quickly. And, um, you know, that's a bit of a wear and tear on me. But I mean, compared to being a hospital worker, it's like not even nothing if nothing if nothing. So do the two strains have different mortality rates? I believe that they do. I think that there is a more severe and less severe one. Anyone know if the man with ground glass opacities were smokers? Um, well, there was a man and a woman. 50% of men in China, if I remember the statistic correctly, do smoke. I think it's only 2% of women. So, Yeah, read headlines out of Italy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the stuff out of Italy is, uh, is, pretty, uh, is pretty heartbreaking. So let's see here. Yeah, let's see here. And uh, please uh, try and get people peeled off the mainstream media. It is uh, not, uh, not helping. You know, anybody who wasn't right about this early on, I mean, just they either have to massively apologize or just completely ignore them. You know, I mean, I'm wrong about a lot. Sorry, <laughs> let me rephrase that. I'm right about a lot. And that is, I mean, I'm not sort of proud of that because I don't want to be right about this kind of stuff. But you do have to really evaluate and look at the history of people in this. There was a lot in the mainstream media in January and February that was like, oh, it's not a big deal and it's paranoid and don't be racist and, and, and you know, go hug a, China, a Chinese person and so on. And uh, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not good. It's not good at all. And I think, you know, people should be held responsible. Of course, they won't be. But uh, the mainstream media can just get everything wrong. And I don't know, it's some weird bulletproof thing uh, where they just... Uh, they just don't seem to uh, lose, lose perspective, right? Um, and and you, you think I'm kidding about this stuff, right? Okay, well, I will, uh, I will point out how I'm not. Here is uh, the Washington Post. The Washington Post. Let's, let's look at it, right? Okay. So this is from Jack Posobiec. Well worth following on this, particularly because he speaks um, Mandarin, of course. Lived in China. So this is from, so at, at, this is one day before I started really pumping out the information I had on this and calling it a pandemic or referring to it as a pandemic. So the Washington Post said, perspective, why we should be skeptical of China's coronavirus quarantine. Perspective from the 3rd of February, why we should be wary of an aggressive government response to coronavirus. Um... This is from early February. Perspective. Past epidemics prove fighting coronavirus with travel bans is a mistake. This is a perspective. How our brains make coronavirus seem scarier than it is. 
And uh, yeah, they just, they downplayed it like crazy. And, you know, whether they're in the tank with, <laughs> well, they seem to be, let's put it this way, they seem to be in lockstep and barrel with um, Chinese propaganda. And that's, uh, that's just wretched. There's footage of police in New Orleans attempted to clear Bourbon Street after Louisiana's governor signed a proclamation banning gatherings of more than 250 people amid the coronavirus outbreak. And um, let's do uh, one more here, and then I think we'll maybe close down for the day. Uh, let's do one more here. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, it's, this is pretty, pretty tragic stuff, but uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to, um, to kind of get what's, what's actually going on, right? Uh, if I take this, I'm scared of taking this full screen, uh, and I don't have the audio set up. But this is... No, that's just moving that. All right. So this is the um, Bergamo Daily Newspaper, right? And that's earlier one with just a couple of uh, obituaries. And this is the uh, latest one. This is from the 13th of March. And if you just look at these obituaries, right? They're just going on and on and on and on. And not in that wobbly crisscross kind of way, but look at that. Just going on and on, all these obituaries from one earlier newspaper to a later newspaper in a very close time frame, page after page after page. And not all of them are bald and white-haired people, right? So that is the reality of what is going on, and that's just the publication of these things. So, yeah, please, please don't, uh, you know, do the world a favor, do your future conscience a favor, because when the death count continues to rise and you've been out there, if you've been out there saying it's just a flu, well, I mean, the best case scenario is you feel really, really bad. The worst case scenario is you don't feel bad at all because you're a complete sociopath, which I don't think is anyone in this audience. But uh, yeah, please try and uh, avoid this kind of irresponsible uh, irresponsible talk. So listen, uh, thanks everyone so much for uh, coming by and staying up to date. Please like and subscribe and share all that usual stuff. And uh, please, if you could help me out, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, and uh, you can do that with the link below, freedomain.com forward slash donate. And I look forward to your feedback. You can get my email at the website. You can find me on the Freedomain Discord server through subscribestar.com forward slash freedomain. And I uh, love you guys to death. Please, please stay safe. Please remind people of the urgency and risk of the current situation. And let's not have a repeat of 1918, 1919 where there were three troughs, right? There was a little bulge, or sorry, three bulges, right? There was a little bulge, a huge bulge, and then a smaller bulge, and it came in waves. So even when this current first round is done, it doesn't mean it's done. So let's stay safe. Let's stay informed. Let's wash our hands. Let's stay home if we can. And let's survive this thing together.